Welcome to Moon Harbor Extended. Today's issue is The Dishonorables, issue four. It's not a fashion statement, it's a death wish. On the cover, the team stands on a raised platform surrounded by dozens of people with flashing cameras and microphones. Above them, a hot air balloon approaches. Several paper airplanes fill the sky as well. We turn the page and our story begins. So we pick up immediately where we left off with uh, six dolls couple Raggedy Ann kind of dolls, a couple like China dolls and a baby doll rushing directly towards Cutie's Vengeance. Uh, so pretty much everyone is in a position to stop this, but Velvet is the closest right now. Uh, Velvet, do you have anything you want to do here? Um, I kind of want to see if I can like extrude my arms into tentacles and grab as many as I can and just hold them up to just prevent them from getting any farther. I'm so glad that you used that specific verb. Extrude is a good one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Extrude. Excellent. That kind of sounds like defending uh, Kitty's vengeance so they don't get to her. Oh, God, um, I'm not good at that. Um, <laughs> da, da, da. Oh, God. Actually, no, my, savior, what the- my savior is zero. And then what I also... Are. Do I have influence over Cutie? I do not. Um, I can't, I don't think. Um, Oh, yeah, you can. No. (laughs) Do we have the team from me not talking to Velvet? We do have one team, yep. Awesome. (laughs) Um, Well, don't use it, uh, because that's a three. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Oh, God. Mark potential. Uh, Yes, I... I, I'm up to three of four potential. I'm going to give you a choice. This can either go exactly as you planned, but there's a consequence, or it can go poorly. I want it to go exactly as I planned, but a consequence. Um, I, if I may suggest, it might be something involving every, I came out here trying to avoid being seen and now everyone is looking at me. Do you care if I punch your character where it hurts? Absolutely. No. I made this character to suffer. (laughs) So (laughs) she can take it. Please punch her. Josie putting on the punch my character t-shirt. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So you get those tentacles and they grab all of the dolls and the dolls are held up. They don't go anywhere. They are struggling and their voices are pretty like high pitched and squeaky. So it's just kind of adorable listening to them like yell and squeak and be angry. Uh, if any of you watch the Owl House, it's very much King when he gets angry. Oh, I do uh, love King. My favorite character from that show. <laughs> and uh, then like the crowd is kind of into it because like, again, they are still under the impression that this is like a a, a thing. Uh, except one person very much is not into it because she just came here to see her friend Jimmy, and uh, <laughs> oh, God damn you it, see again. <laughs> like three people in front of you in the line, like in front of this doll figure, uh, turning around and looking at you with that same like wide-eyed horror is Lily. Uh, <laughs> um, can I take a condition? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, not to gimp my danger or anything, but I think I'm taking afraid because insecure is already marked. 
because I'm just Perfect. like, oh no, not again. Oh no. <laughs> How could this happen to me? <laughs> so I think Velvet sees that and just freezes. So if the dolls want to escape, they probably can. But let's see what other people do. <laughs> Uh, they don't escape, but one of them, uh, not the baby doll, but I think one of the China dolls, puts her, like, fingers to her lips and lets out this, like, sharp whistle. And all of a sudden, from, like, the roof of, probably, like, the carnival of, mm, from the roof of the, like, carousel, come just dozens of paper airplanes. And, like, these are paper airplanes folded to look like, like, fighter jets. <laughs> and they are flying again directly towards Cutie's Vengeance. Can we pretend that paper? Anyways. Um, oh my god. It's around um, the correct time. Um, I think uh, Cutie's gonna grab the scissors. Well, she already had the scissors out. Gonna open up the scissors and throw them like if it was a giant shuriken and try to cut all the paper airplanes down. <laughs> Go ahead and roll to directly engage a threat for me. Mm-hmm. Don't attempt this at home, kids. We're <laughs> <laughs> totally do, listening but, to but this. Film it. Yeah. <laughs> I, do and put it on YouTube. It'll I, be awesome. I uh, take no responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I take no responsibility either, but a kid should do this thing. <laughs> Sounds kid awesome. vengeance is apparently. That's a nine. All right, on a seven and nine, choose one from that list. I will resist or avoid their bluffs. That seems fair. Tell me what it looks like as you cut through these paper airplanes. Uh, I think as I cut them, they explode. Not a giant explosion, just like small little explosions as I cut through each one of them. Like, you're like, why are they exploding? Aren't they? Pa-? Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> and then the. The scissors do like a circle and come back to me and I pick them up. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So for what it's worth, these were going to explode either way. Oh, there we go. Uh, these have like matches and like tiny amounts of gunpowder in the paper airplanes. So like, yeah, you just basically exploded these before they got to you. Not the first time uh, Honey Bear has uh, dealt with these. Uh, and there are a handful of various types of toys. There's a jack-in-the-box. There's a couple, like, small, like, stuffed animals, uh, things of that nature that are on top of the carousel throwing these paper airplanes. And when they see how quickly Honey takes them out, they start to just, like, take off across the park. Uh, it doesn't feel like they're, like, running away from danger, it feels like it's like a retreat to regroup. Uh, Hype Force and Entropy, you two are both there and available at the moment while Honey is catching the scissors and Velvet is frozen in angst. Uh, what do you want to do? There's a part of me that really wants April to just sit in the chair and not move because she was directly <laughs> told not to not to do anything, not to fight people, not to like take any energy from people. So I think, (laughs) I think April's just going to put her feet up on the table. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. And just turn Um, to, uh, I think she's going to turn to cutie and go, 
you you got this right uh yeah i think he's gonna smile and start uh getting into a sprint to go get the rest i think uh uh jimmy is gonna leap from the table down to like the audience and fans and everybody uh as he does, he's going to turn and pointedly make eye contact to Velvet. And without saying a word, he's just going to nod. And then he's going to turn to Lily and sort of smile and say, we got to stop meeting with uh, all this danger around. Uh, let's get you somewhere safe. And she looks at you and then looks back at Velvet and then looks back at you. And she's like, OK, yeah, um. Uh, yeah, somewhere safe is good. Okay. Um, Jimmy looks around for somewhere safe. <laughs> There's tables. Yes, yeah. Uh, Jimmy oh, this will... Is, this uh, is something April will do. April will, like, uh, see Jimmy kind of looking around and gesture towards the table that she has her feet up on. Yes, yeah. Uh, Jimmy's going to say, okay, uh, that's my teammate, Entropy. Um... Gotta use the super name. Um, and she'll keep you safe, probably. Um, she's very powerful. So uh, just go hide under that table and don't come out until things stop exploding, okay? And she looks at you and then, like, nods and goes under the table. And as we get a pullback panel of all of you, I uh, was like, Honey going off in the distance, April hit with her feet up, and Jimmy and Velvet kind of in the crowd... Uh, there are also a couple other heroes. Um, some of them are retired, some of them are retired villains, uh, and some of them are just, like, stars who want attention, uh, who uh, enjoy a good meet and greet. Uh, can everyone define one hero or villain who is here for this meet and greet? I, uh, I've got one. Go wild. But, uh, okay. I, I shouldn't be given this license, but here we go. Uh, her name is Bunny Knight, and uh, her only superpower is that she can talk to rabbits, but she wears a full suit of night armor and uh, wields a sword and shield. That's adorable. And uh, she's she's uh, she's retired mostly because like she like I said, she has no real powers. Um, you know, like uh, talking to bunnies helped her fight crime a little bit, but it, like, you know, like after doing that for 20 years, it's like, it's really hard on your body. And so she just like, she's like, okay, I'm, I'm just too tired to, you know, stay out until 4am fighting crime every night. So she just stopped doing it. But also like, she didn't want to keep going to like her day job or whatever. So, um, she goes to these sorts of events <laughs> and makes, you know, like, you know, like, like a reasonable amount of money for these and like maybe convention appearances and sorts, those sorts of things too. And, uh, I, I like to think that she still has like that heroic instinct. And so she's like, she's like got her sword and shield out and she's like protecting like a crowd of like, like six or seven kids who are all kind of huddled underneath her shield as she sort of fins away at planes with her sword. Perfect. Uh, anyone else have a hero? Um, I have a villain. Go wild. Okay, so <laughs> his name is Calamitous, and he was a, a prominent villain a long time ago, super powerful cosmic energy. But now he's like 80 years old and small and hunched over, and he runs an Italian restaurant because he's like 30 years reformed. And he's still called C Calamitous. But 
he, now he's a friendly old grandpa who runs a restaurant. <laughs> oh my god, I love him. <laughs> uh, I I have a classic. I I think uh, Ryder Hyun should be here. Perfect, uh, Ryder Hyun. For anyone who doesn't Hyun. know, yeah. uh, he is Felix's uncle from the Faces line. Uh, he was the former writer in the writer line. Uh, so what is writer doing at this moment? Uh, well, he, before he was being incredibly uncomfortable here, like he, he was forced to be here and maybe doing a favor to someone. Uh, and uh, I would think he would also have started running around along where Cutie went, probably. Perfect. Yeah, he's probably pretty young at this point. Like, he's probably mid-30s. So, yeah, he's definitely there to help. And last but not least, Judy, who do you have for us? I'm thinking about throwing the uh, man-shark hybrid from one of my games called Mr. Sharktastic <laughs> out here. Do it. Do it. <laughs> uh, he, is, he is kind Bruce of treated like a, like a heel wrestler. Uh, he was a villain. He, he, uh, once he was caught, he very much played up the, oh, I was just playing a part kind of thing. And ever <laughs> since then, he's been like really, really big in the, uh, like in the autograph scene and like the convention rounds. Um, <laughs> very nice guy. Still wears sunglasses, uh, all the time. Kind of like Cutie is wearing right now. He sounds um, like King Shark. <laughs> very similar, yes. <laughs> I'm a fucking shark. Yeah. He kind of carries that vibe. <laughs> How old is Mr. Sharktastic? Oh, gosh, like uh, 55, 60. Do you, do you think it's possible that he has a teenage son? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> God, the backstory. We're going like, to see. We could age him down to like 45, sure. Perfect. In the crowd, we see like a, you all don't know him, but our audience would, like a 13 or 14 year old uh, Bruce, who is also a human shark hybrid. Uh, and this is clearly Mr. Sharktastic's son. Bruce will eventually become a member of the MMM, but right now, Bruce is just a little kid. Aww. Hmm. So he's just like there. Shark. He probably doesn't want to be there. He's probably like, ugh, my dad is here and I hate this. Oh my god. I I love that Bruce keeps showing up in games I'm in. It just keeps happening. He's a crowd favorite. Yeah. I didn't even know about him and I loved him. No, it's good. Uh, he's in our anniversary issue, which comes out in a couple weeks, and he's like an eighteen year old in two thousand eight. So uh that means in 2004, he'd be like early teenager. So that absolutely works out timeline wise. Uh, and the crowd is mostly just like cowering. They kind of like condense a little bit. Once there are explosions above them, they're all kind of like, oh, no, this isn't this isn't part of a show. Uh, and there's a lot of people like seeking velvet out specifically to like hide behind and like look to for protection uh velvet what are you doing during this um well first of all um velvet just sort of blankly watches uh lily and i force do do their thing but then the spell is broken so she kind of shakes her head 
she is very much not looking at Jimmy right now. Um, <laughs> and I think I think she hasn't noticed people gathering behind her. Um, but she does see the retreating forces. So what she's going to do is run after them, extruding a bunch of those black blades and being like, yeah, yeah you, you better, better run. run. Uh, voice all echoey and trying to just scare the forces into a full retreat. I'm going to see how this roll shakes out before I describe what happens after. Perfect. One other question before you uh, do that roll. Uh, you had the six dolls in your uh, tentacles. Oh, right. I uh, forgot so to say that I that I eat them. Perfect. <laughs> I just okay. eat them off to the side. Fantastic. They're not like, I think when you eat them, like their knives go like skittering underneath the crowd. So they're not much of a threat right now. They're just angry little dolls. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeet. So I'm rolling B the monster plus freak. Ten. Yes. Um, so on a ten, I only choose one. Um, I think I'm just going to feel like more of a monster afterward and mark a condition of the GM's choice. Perfect. Because that um, combos with the Lily stuff. I think they, as the, like, the group of like miscellaneous toys is retreating, they look back and... It's not so much fear in their eyes. Like, they're definitely a little afraid, but there's a lot of judgment. Huh. Uh, And, like, just, like, almost disgust. And I think it probably marks angry on you. I'm not here to get judged by children's toys. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. You don't know me. Fantastic. And we get a overhead shot of like this group of toys scattering in three different directions um and they're heading to three different locations so the first group of them is going into the hall of mirrors uh the second group of them is going into what's called heroes hall which is basically if you think of like the hall of presidents in disney world uh it's that only like heroes so like animatronics and wax figures all being like look how cool these heroes from the past are and then the third place they go is into a shutdown indoor roller coaster uh this shutdown indoor roller coaster was called uh rise of the golden scepter but given the whole golden scepter thing that happened recently where like moralities flip-flopped and everything got really dark and scary for a while uh the park decided to close that ride until like the heat of that moment had died down. So it's an indoor roller coaster that is there are four people to like a seat essentially, uh, like a seat set. And two of them are loaded right side up. And then they flip those two and the other two are loaded upside or like also right side up, but we've got two upside down and two right side up. And uh when you're upright on the roller coaster, you're looking at the good side of things. And when you're upside down you're looking at the bad side of things and it like rotates so you like you get to see both sides but it's a it's a very cool indoor roller coaster effect Uh, but it's been shut down for a couple months at this point so it's probably like there's a sign in front of it that's like closed for renovations and it's just kind of like cobwebby and spiderwebby at the moment Uh, and i'm gonna come back to hype force for a second before i go on to honey and velvet there uh so Hype Force, you just got Lily under the table. And mm-hmm. then uh the crowd is kind of there. We've got Bunny Knight and uh Mr. Sharktastic kind of protecting them. 
where are you off to? Are you going to stay here with the crowd? Are you going to head and follow the group? What's your plan? So I think the first thing I'm going to do is um, I will, as, I'll chase after them, but as I, as I pass by Velvet, I will make sure to, oh, no, 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 I can't talk to her. Okay, I, w- I won't say anything. I'll just, I'll nod again as I, pa- as I pass Velvet by, just like brief acknowledgement and sort of like point with my head back at Lily as if to say, you know, like she's safe. And I think I want to continue on to the Hall of Heroes as I pull out my collapsible bow staff and rush in. Velvet is trying not to meet Jimmy in the eyes. <laughs> if there if there was a way to comfort and support with just a look, then that's what Jimmy's trying to do. But if there's no way to do that, then Jimmy's rushing into the Hall of Heroes. I mean, that's up to Tess. <laughs> I think just a nod's probably not going to be enough for a comfort and support right now. Fair. That's totally fair. And I understand that, like, Jimmy took the, like, don't talk to her advice to heart. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I just think, like, with that being the case, it probably isn't enough for yeah. quite comfort and support. No, I totally get that. It makes sense. Perfect. Uh, and Honey and Velvet, you two are also there, and the group has just split off. Uh, are you two going together? Are you two splitting up? Remember, they have uh, the Hall of Mirrors still, and then the Golden Scepter roller coaster. Is April still not doing anything? I'm going to check back in with her in a second. Okay. Um, uh, I think uh, Keys Vengeance looks at you and says, "You handle roller coaster. I handle Hall of Mirrors. You have more space there." Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Perfect. And uh, we see the three of you, like, running into your respective buildings. And then we cut back to Entropy. And Bunny Knight and Mr. Sharktastic both look at you, because you're the only active hero in this area right now. A Calamitous really hasn't done anything. He's old. He's just sitting at his table. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Bunny Knight and Mr. Sharktastic both look at Entropy and they're like, okay, so uh, what's the plan? Wait, you're asking me what the plan is? I mean, they were after your teammate, and uh, and this is Bunny Knight talking, and uh, Mr. Sharktastic here is used to be a villain, uh, and I'm out of the game, so uh, you're the only active hero in the area. Well, look, I, I okay, I hear what you're saying, right? But um, so uh, my handler, right, with with Saber, um distinctly told me to not do my powers um and it is kind of hard to like do my thing without doing that so I don't really know what I can do to help at the moment um she kind of looks under the table at Lily (laughs) (laughs) and uh, Mr. Sharktastic comes up and is like Okay, well then, uh, you've got your saber training. Tell us what you want us to do. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so we need to make sure that people clear out of this area in a orderly fashion. Um, we want to, um, probably try to do it as calmly as possible so that we don't cause a stampede. Uh, let's see. 
Um, do we know of any back exits? Maybe some staff exits that are generally not used that could help accommodate some extra people so that we don't have a crush trying to leave the area? Uh, I think Bunny Knight looks around and like whistles and a couple like rabbits come over. And then she like talks to them and she's like, okay, uh, there is an exit over there. There's an exit over there. There's an emergency exit over there. And she's like pointing the way out. Great. Okay. Um, hmm. She, uh, kind of looks around and goes, all right. Uh, hey, how loud can you yell? She looks directly at Mr. Sharktastic. Go ahead and roll to provoke. I've done this before. Hmm. Hmm. So that's a 12. <laughs> yeah, I'm never going to get... <laughs> uh, just never going to go through the entire session and never, ever get uh, potential. Not once. <laughs> so Mr. Shartastic does exactly what you want. And he, to show how loud he can be, just roars. April, like, cringes and covers her ears and just goes, holy shit. Awesome. Okay. And uh, um, the crowd hears that. And though we are trying to be orderly, uh, that spooked them and they scatter. Oh, oh fuck. Um, she kind of looks around and then looks over at Lily and goes, no, no, don't take, don't take energy from her. <sighs> Calamitous walks um, up to you and though this is an old man there is energy radiating off of him because he's basically built of cosmic energy and he's like oh, is there anything I can do to help? Yeah, um tell Agent Arnott when he yells at me that you gave me permission and she uh, she tries to leech his bioenergy and uh, activate her flares. Alright, go ahead and roll to charge your brain. Okie dokie Roll plus conditions I have marked, and I don't believe I have any conditions right now. The Nova struggle. So just rolling flat. Oh, God. Well, I have conditions <laughs> marked now. And you have potential. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was Snake Eyes, everybody. Yeah, I rolled. Uh, I went from rolling a natural 12 on the last roll, and I had to open my big mouth. Very little middle ground here. Um, nope. <laughs> so you mark three conditions and uh, hold two, right? Yep. Afraid. Uh, actually, hold on. I'm definitely going to. Uh, I'm definitely going to take insecure. I'm definitely going to take guilty. And I think afraid. I think those are the three she's going to take. Perfect. Uh, and Calamitous doesn't collapse, but he has definitely has to like sit down as you're like pulling energy out of him. Like this man is. He just keeps going. Sorry. I'm so sorry. And he looks tired. He doesn't look like close to death. He doesn't look like he's about to pass out. But like you took a lot out of him. But uh, now you have to burn there. Awesome. She uh, she does her like glowing blue floaty thing that she likes to do and kind of raises up from the table uh, and like kind of contorts herself to a standing position. 
and uh, flies over the crowd and kind of like, uh, I think she wants to let's see which which things do I have? Do you have worship? I don't. I wish I did right now. I mean, this could just be a provoke. I mean, I know you have the burn to spend, yeah, but this I could think, just be I a provoke. I think she kind of like floats over them and yells, everyone stop moving. Go ahead and roll your third provoke of the evening. That's what I'm good at. And I, do you think this is a minus two now because of your conditions? Mm-hmm. It sure is. <laughs> uh... So that's a one. <laughs> I rolled a one. Uh, I will uh, take my second potential then. <laughs> you said you didn't have potential yet. We just wanted to give you that. I appreciate <laughs> it. And uh, they stop moving. They are not going anywhere. Uh, and then you notice a shadow fall over them from behind you, like blocking the sun out. And uh, as you turn around... There is a hot air balloon filled with dozens of toy soldiers. I actually think before she even notices that, I think she's so self-impressed by the fact that everyone has stopped that she has a wave of like, yeah, I fucking did it. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to need... Uh, you, this group in the back, I'm going to need you to turn around and you're going to look for an exit uh, that's going to be marked in the side of one of the buildings over there. It's an employee exit and none of you are moving. That's a... And then she'll turn around. Oh. Shit. And uh, these toy soldiers uh, have like blades and things of that nature. And also there are just dozens of like chess pawns but they're about like a foot and a half tall and they are sentient chess pawns and they just come jumping out of this hot air balloon directly towards you and right behind them are these tin soldiers with all their blades swinging and with that let's cut over and jump over to honey yeah honey you just enter the hall of mirrors yeah i'm sure this this will be easy and not creepy and uh, not, like, confronting your worst self or anything like that. For what it's worth, I made the Hall of Mirrors to do that exact thing to Velvet, but I'm just going to do that to you instead. Hell yeah. <laughs> Listen, if you don't tell me which door I'm supposed to go, I will go to a door. I don't control you. You won't make your own choices. <laughs> That's a lie. Oh, God, did I pick the right door now? <laughs> you did pick the right door, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> what a relief. <laughs> I was so worried. <laughs> I, I didn't know this was a test. Uh, <laughs> you're so good. Not a test at all. Uh, and honey, as you enter the Hall of Mirrors, like your reflection just like dances around. Um, like it just fills this hall, obviously. And you hear a very familiar voice echoing from somewhere in the maze. Uh, and it's a voice that we as the audience recognize as Captain Sprinkles, the stuffed elephant. Uh, and it says, and now you're alone, Kingslayer. No friends, no one to talk you down. It's just you. Is this you telling me you're afraid? I can go soft on you if you want. And she's like looking around and trailing her... Her scissors on the ground loudly as she moves. And you get this like raspy 
coughing laugh. And then Captain Sprinkles, the stuffed elephant, says, No, why would we be afraid of you? We came to get you and bring you home. No, no, you came to try. Why is honey so cool? I know, right? All the time. That's because <laughs> Fabi is cool and it just like rubs <laughs> off. I, I mean, I guess that's true. <laughs> and Captain Sprinkles appears in a bunch of mirrors around you and just shakes his elephant head and his trunk like sways a little bit. And he's like, always so confident, honey bear. But that's just the thing, isn't it? Your confidence is going to be your downfall, just like it was Cutie's downfall. Nearest mirror gets smashed. Perfect. It shatters. Uh, he is not behind that one. Honestly, uh, let's assess the situation here. Cool. Go ahead and roll with us. Cool. I have a move for this. Uh, I believe I get to ask an extra thing on a certain situation. Uh, I may ask one of these questions even in a mess. Because so you have criminal mind, right? Yeah. No, I have sharpened dice, which is a nomad. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Oh. It's similar, but not not exactly the same. Uh, assess is superior or savior? Superior. Cool. So that's a plus two. So I'm 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 good at that. That's a ten. All right. So you get a uh, two from the assess list and then one from your list. Is that correct? Yes. Ask one of these questions you want to miss. I think so. Or I think that's how that is. Meant yeah, to it's be. always a weird. There's a couple of those mm. that are like weird where it's like. I don't know if you get two plus or if it's two and one of those can be from the list. But for now, let's say it's two plus. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm going to start with... Actually, I'm going to start with one of mine, which is who here is susceptible to my words? Because I know I know there were other soldiers that came in in here. As the mirror shatters, you get the briefest glimpse of... I think it's like a... Stuff. Oh, it's a rocking horse. Oh. Uh, and it's a rocking horse that you're familiar with, uh, because Cutie had told you a lot of stories about her time at the castle, and this used to be like her horse. Oh. And it looks just kind of sad. It doesn't really look like it wants to be here. Hmm. How could we best send this quickly? Uh, yeah. I mean, you could shatter all the mirrors, and then it'd just be open mm -hmm. playing space and uh, what here can i use to locate uh captain sprinkles the mirrors don't go all the way to the ceiling uh they're like eight or nine feet tall but if you could get above those mirrors you could just see directly into like the maze there and like see where he is cool do i know the name of the horse uh, their name is Nobby, K-N-O-B-B-Y, because they're made of, like, a tree. Uh, they've got, like, a big, like, uh, knot on the side of their chest. I think when I see the horse, I actually smile and I say, my mom told me a lot of stories about you. And then I ran at the horse and use it, uh, use the back of it as leverage to get to the roof, to bolt off it. Yeah, you can just do that. You don't have to roll for that. She mentioned you were sturdy. 
and they kind of smile. Uh, and I think they like actually like rock a little bit to like help you launch up into the air. Oh yeah. Uh, notably, Nobby cannot speak. Nobby is a silent character. Cool. Uh, and now you are. I don't think you made it all the way up to the ceiling, but you can like hang on like the lights there. So you are above this maze. Yeah, I'm gonna. So I don't know if this is like against what you wanted or ruining the mood, but I would like to Batman everyone here. Uh, attack from above, take them out, knock them out, and then move to the next one. <laughs> cool. Uh, go You're ahead. not trapped in here with me. Awesome. I'm trapped. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say for the group, you can probably just directly engage once to get the whole group there. Cool. So go ahead and roll directly engage for me. This will not affect Captain Sprinkles yet. This will get like yeah, the assume, minions away. I assume this group in particular does not underestimate me. Not one bit. Yeah. That's a three. Perfect. Well, it was ma- it was bound to happen. Get, let me get some experience. <laughs> <laughs> you come down and I think you take out like the jack-o'-lantern, not jack-o'-lantern, the jack-in-the-box came in here and I think you like grab him and take him out first. And that's pretty easy. And as you come down the next time, uh, Captain Sprinkles... You see his reflection, or you think it's his reflection, and then suddenly he's right behind you, and his trunk grabs you by the leg as you're, like, coming down, and you've fought Captain Sprinkles before. His trunk is probably ten times as strong as it was previously, and it just squeezes around your leg. Uh, Go ahead and roll take a powerful blow for me. Yeah, let's do that. Thankfully, I don't have any conditions, so that's an eight. All right, only seven to nine, choose one. Yeah, let me look at our favorite list here. You probably can't lash out. There's nobody around you right now. You struggle with the pain. Uh, Let's mark insecure and angry. Perfect. And he pulls you like from the ceiling where you've been like hopping up and down and just like tosses you across this floor. Uh, I like to imagine that she like in the panel, it like shows her basically from one side of the page to the other as she like gets spun around and then crashes against the mirror. Oh, that's very good. Uh, I don't think the mirror shatters, but I think definitely like cracks yeah, as you hit it. it. Cracks, Yeah. And... We get this really cool panel of, like, you on the ground and Captain Sprinkles standing over you. And you notice that wrapped around his trunk is a friendship bracelet that is glowing this, like, bright green color. And he says, I've been waiting a very long time to do this. And he raises his trunk to hit you. And then we're going to turn the page and cut over to Hype Force. (laughs) Uh, Hype Force. You are in the Heroes Hall. Uh, Heroes Hall, again, is like an homage slash like memorial slash like museum to all of the heroes of Moon Harbor past. Uh, and they're like big plaques talking about like how these heroes are so cool and so good because of all their amazing powers. Uh, and it's very like... I don't know if you're just taking the time to, like, stop and read them, but, like, these plaques are very, like... Oh, yeah. I kind of figured. These plaques are, like, here is how this power saved the day. Here is how this power did this. Here is how this power did this. 
there aren't a lot of unpowered heroes in this hall. Yeah, that's something that Jimmy definitely picks up on. And he like he can't stop himself from reading each one as he passes along like the quick little plaque. And he, he quickly puts it together. And I think it weighs on him a lot, actually. Uh, and as you walk through this hero's hall again, like there are animatronics that are like moving uh, there are a couple of, like, wax figures, and there's also a couple, like, just exhibits, uh, including one that's, like, famous weapons of the golden era. Ooh. Uh, and as you walk past that, you see a, I think it's, like, a stuffed rabbit, like, take on, um, we already have rabbits. It's a stuffed dog just, like, taking off into that room. Yeah, Jimmy's uh, Jimmy's going to run after that dog. But first, I think as he enters the exhibit, he's going to stop and think. And I think um, I think he remembers um, that some of these weapons like he remembers like reading like, yeah, like some of those more conspiratorial like like tinfoil hat sort of message boards that existed only in 2004 where it's like, you know, like um like aliens are real and they stole my grandma sort of thing. But it's like some of those weapons in that hall are real and there's a list and it's like this spreadsheet. And I want to try and roll. Um, it's that that scion move that I took uh, all the best stuff if I can. Perfect. Can you read that for me? So I've compiled access to the caches of equipment and weaponry other supers have hidden in the city. When I access a cache, say whose cache it is. If it's heroes, roll plus saver, savior. If it's a villain's, roll plus danger. On a hit, I find a tool or intel useful to my situation. The GM will detail. Uh, on a 7 to 9, I leave behind evidence that I've been here. And on a miss, I tripped an alarm and they're coming. Prepare to explain myself. Perfect. Go ahead and roll that for me. Okay, I think I want, I think because it's the Hall of Heroes, I think I'll roll plus savior, actually. Uh, because that yeah, sounds it'll right. be much easier to take a, sa or a hero's thing versus a villain's thing here. And my savior's plus two, so... Hey, that's an eight. That's not the worst it could be. I just leave behind evidence of my theft again. That's okay. It's fine. I'm sure I'm I'm sure I won't get in any more trouble for the same crime. Double jeopardy. That's what it's called. Double jeopardy. I can't be convicted for the same crime twice. So I'll smash that glass and pull out. Um, uh, let's see. I think what I want it to be is um, a... Yeah, a Bronze Age hero named, uh, um, ooh, uh, I, I think, I think, uh, his name was just Beam Saber, and I find his actual Beam Saber, uh, I recognize, like, I recognize from the hilt, like, oh my god, that's the real Beam Saber, and I bust the glass out, and I grab it, and I hit the button, and, uh, um, it powers on, and now I have a Beam Saber. Perfect. And this room is a little dark. Like, it's got, like, a... All the exhibits are individually lit up, but, like, the room itself is pretty dim. But the Bean Saber casts a fair bit of light. And you see that, like, stuffed dog, like, dive under one of the exhibits. Uh, look, I don't want to... 
every every part of my instinct here is telling me to not slash out at you with this beam saber that will hurt you very bad. So please just come out and we can talk this over. But if you don't come out, I do have the beam saber. So, you know, be warned. Are you coming out now? It comes out and it looks super timid. Who? Come on, little guy. You don't want to fight. We can just uh, we can just hug it out. And uh, yeah, Jimmy's gonna approach slowly with his arms outstretched. And as you get close, and the light like hits its face, suddenly its face turns feral, and like uh, snarling teeth and red eyes, and it just launches at you. Yeah, I'm gonna bat away with <laughs> with a beam beam saber. Go ahead and roll to directly engage a threat for me. Ooh, that's gonna be fun because I have a danger of minus two. So. Here goes nothing. Yikes. Okay, that is a three. So, yeah, <laughs> that did not go well. Mark potential. And you slice this stuffed dog just right in half. Oh, no. <laughs> it's worse and than I thought. <laughs> it's made of fluff. Like, it doesn't, like, bleed or anything. It just, like, falls apart. Uh, there's a little bit of, like, singe around the, like, place right where the beam hit it but for the most part it's fine and I think there's probably a moment where you're just like looking sadly at the uh, for lack of a better word corpse of this uh, stuffed animal Oh no! and then oh, no. suddenly like stitching starts to weave from one half of the body to the other and if you imagine like Slinky from Toy Story uh, where like it's attached by just like in Toy Story, it's a slinky, but in this, it's just, like, strands of string. The top half and the bottom half. Uh, and both halves move independently and launch around your legs and just pull you to the ground. So your legs are just bound together by this feral dog's, like, torso, for lack of a better word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that feels like an appropriate word. <laughs> Uh, and it's just like snarling and snapping at you. Oh God! I think I might definitely be afraid right now. <laughs> Perfect. And I think we get a panel where it's like pulling back, and then the front part of it launches at you, mouth just like wide open. And like the next panel, like it's like a panel of like mouth open, mouth closer to the viewer, and then like just the darkness of the mouth covering the whole panel. Moon Harbor Heroes is produced by Icy Sheets, T. Huth, and Elliot Peterson, and edited by Icy Sheets and Sean Geddes. Icy can be found on Twitter at IcyNewYear or at IcyNewYear.com. T can be found on Twitter or Instagram at tphuth94. That's T P H U T H 9 4. Elliot can be found at Elliot Yelen on Twitter. That's E L L I O T Y L E N. Sean can be found at The Crumpet on Twitter. That's T H E C R U M P I T. April Blanchard, aka Entropy, was played by J D Jackson. JD can be found on Twitter at JD Jackson and is the co-host of Level 7 Access, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Honey Bear, aka Cutie's Vengeance, 
was played by Fabi Garza. Fabi is a podcaster and game designer. You can find her in the parking lot if you want an ass kicking. You can also find her as the voice of Ursa on the Eidolon Playtest podcast. Find more information on all her other podcasts and games on her Twitter at Fabi underscore Garza. That's F-A-B-B-Y underscore G-A-R-Z-A. AZ, aka Velvet, was played by Josie. She is a literal actual dragon, but also an artist and game designer. She can be found on Twitter at DragonGirlJosie, and her art can be seen at Josie-Art.com. She also played Minx on The Magpies, a Blades in the Dark actual play podcast on CleverCorvids.net, and is excited for everyone to hear Project Blue Jay, a sequel to The Magpies, on that same network. Both can be found on Spotify and other podcatchers. Jimmy, aka Hypeforce, was played by Connor. Connor was born out of a volcano eruption during a lightning storm. His steps shear through obsidian rocks and his bellows rival the crashing waves of the ocean. Unfortunately, his power is so great that he is actively being hunted by a secret government organization that wants to contain and dissect him. Additionally, he is also a pretty prolific liar, for purely entertainment purposes only. Come check out his Twitter, where he's probably talking about other locations you can see slash hear him lie, again, for strictly entertainment purposes, at Conador Crunch on Twitter. That's C-O-N-N-O-D-O-R-E Crunch on Twitter. The music in this issue was Burn the World Waltz by Kevin McLeod. A link to the license and his website will be in the show notes. Moon Harbor Heroes is played using Masks A New Generation, written by Brendan Conway and produced by Magpie Games. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles or on Patreon at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at moonharborheroes at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at moonharborcast. If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice or tell a friend. Five-star reviews and word of mouth are really the best way for us to keep bringing these stories to more people. And thank you so much for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue.